0: gay yeah, female organizers <laughs> <laughs> super sensitive all the time i'm always trying to be very aware and um yeah, accommodating and yeah but, but yeah
1: i mean that's obviously that's true i mean it, that's the other it's sort of like a cliche but it, it's not really a cliche to me because i'm a, i'm a guy and i struggle with this struggle with this, meet people where they are embrace your family I mean, look, you've seen me dress. I can embrace my feminine qualities. But You're wearing a polo right
2: now. <laughs> not I mean, not, not yeah. at this instant. <laughs>
1: not right now. Hello, everyone. We're, we're, we're back in the bunker. Um, I have uh, one thing to mention just to draw everybody's attention to before we get started tonight. Um, so uh, Bernard has released his tax returns and uh, the story is that um, he didn't give enough charity. Like that's the one story like I guess, um, you know, he made the money on the book, but nobody can really say anything about that because he's an old, he's an old dude. <clears throat> so here's my feeling about Charity. I, I I mentioned something on a previous episode. I think it was the Kirsten Kristen Stephanie episode about the um the Gates Foundation, and I couldn't remember uh, the numbers or the the uh, the details. So I went back and I looked about the money that the Gates Foundation had um, had given to the educational system. So they picked different. <clears throat> school districts around the country to interject this money and to try to get, basically, these charter schools together, whether it was tech or whether it was, to, to, you know, busting teacher's balls or whatever it was, and, and they spent, I think it was, $700 million over the course of, I don't know, 10 years, 5 or 10 years. And the Rand Corporation, the, the bastion of, of leftist thought, you know, the fucking Rand Corporation, um, they, they have a paper online that you can go ahead and download... That calls it a complete fucking failure. And the reason it's a failure. Is because. Pretty much when you hear anything. Any, any activity that's looking to privatize. Something that shouldn't be privatized. Like it should be a public. Good. And you see people trying to privatize it. Be very very skeptical. Of those people. Um, because they don't have your best interests. In mind. And so I don't. I would never ever. Uh, Badmouth any kind of charity. Um, I think there's there are there are certainly organizations that need your money, and you should give to them. And I certainly will continue to do it. But just remember that <clears throat> paying your taxes and making structural change, real beneficial structural change for everybody, isn't a one person affair. Like. You can't just write an extra check to the treasury and expect that that will do it. That's fucking rude mentality. We're not doing that. We're making structural change. If somebody talks about charity, or they talk about a public-private partnership, or they talk about exploring opportunities, or Andrew Yang is involved, you would know, like just be extremely skeptical of all of that. Um, that's my uh, opening. That's my opening tonight. Um, I'm very happy tonight to have uh, Megan Hart here because I take a lot of shit. Be, uh, be- because I'm uh, I do ad hominems and I I paint people with a broad brush and I make a lot of statements that I probably shouldn't make uh, about certain types of people. But 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 Megan is. Um, network delaware's coordinator and uh, is it just sussex county or is it kenton sussex
0: um i'm sussex county sussex. we've tried doing the kenton and sussex and it just gets too too broad then you can't really make good change in okay. either yeah
1: nice nice so networks del network delaware's main organizer in sussex county megan hart thanks yeah for coming thank in. you
0: for having me on and i was glad uh very funny Introduction, uh, Yang Gang, I've been following (laughs) (laughs) everywhere. So his name's been everywhere. But um, yeah, I'm also glad to be up here talking about Sussex County because it seems to be something that is talked about at an arm's length amongst a bunch of progressives and even the state party with the issues down there and what really needs to be done in Sussex. So,
1: yeah, no. So, What's a little bit of your background? I mean, obviously we've met before on lots of yeah. different things. I mean, <laughs> yeah. we we know each other, but mm-hmm. I don't know like what, what um. Yeah,
0: it's been a while. What sort
1: of yeah? What mm-hmm. sort of got you into um into organizing? Are you are you a mm-hmm. Delaware native, and you're into it, or how how <laughs> all that break down?
0: Yeah, Delaware native is always a funny one because I feel like people have different levels. It's like you have to be born in Delaware to be a Delaware native. I put it out of the span. It took about six years to really be, I feel, fully integrated. But um, my family moved here when I was 13 to Sussex County right in Milton, Delaware, which for people who don't know is a small town 10 minutes away from Lewis. Um, I got into organizing at when I was actually going to school at University of Delaware I was um sophomore junior year um, I always kinda did my own thing I say like I like you said um, in your introduction you know it's not just you donating money or volunteering a couple hours it's structural change we need um, and when I realized that that's when I started branching out looking for organizations and ran into Network Delaware and if anyone knew, knows Drew Serres he's the first one to be like Give you a task at the very first meeting and get you involved so um yeah it was full-fledged uh, with network delaware since when i got introduced and um came to love organizing through my campaign work when i kind of got drawn into that and here i am
1: <laughs> yeah that's that, that's super one of the i mean we've we've talked about in here with a couple of different people the sort of like the opportunity or the the What's what's going on in Southern Delaware, because people mm. look at it in a particular way from a political standpoint, but there's there's more there's more to it than that. Mm. Um, you know, there's there's people that need to be sort of reengaged. There's people who yeah. have been mm-hmm. uh, just forgotten about or they've forgotten about everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I've talked to uh, I know uh, Josh Whitaker was down working with Don Allen.
0: Uh, yeah. So I've
1: worked. I've talked to him quite a bit about it. I've talked to Don a little bit. He hasn't come in yet. Oh. Um, but he's interested in coming in and sort of talking great, about it
0: Great, because
1: I, I feel like there are there are working people and people who might be open to the message, but that have been totally sort of marginalized. And I wonder what your experience is, just like knocking doors or talking to people, maybe on, on, a, on a campaign like Don's, but maybe just um, in the other organizing you're doing.
0: Yeah, so uh, I should backtrack. Yeah, I've worked on two campaigns and both in Sussex. I'm like the tokenized Sussex person for the progressives. Um, they're like, Sussex things point to Megan, a uh, director. We got one person. But no, there's a lot of other people really putting in good work down in Sussex, and Um, we all, all work together on that front, but yeah, I worked on Carrie's campaign first and while I've, I lived in Sussex for so long, since I was 13, went to high school and part of middle school there. I didn't understand really Sussex County or really feel as invested until I started knocking doors and talking to people and making connections. And really a lot of people are looking for opportunity, um, down in Sussex and there's this kind of disengagement with politics, there's a mistrust in elected officials and um, it's a very typical kind of thing when you'll hear people talk about how all the money goes up to Wilmington so there's kind of a lot of disdain which is I mean such a shame because up in Wilmington there's a lot of similar problems with water quality and. Um, with, I mean, economic opportunity and housing and everything's the same. So, um, I got <laughs> a little bit off track, but yeah, when I started knocking doors, that's when I started feeling really connected to the community and was like, "We need to be organizing here and making those connections um, to bring about change." Um,
1: what do you think? Uh, what are you, What are you hearing? I, I guess there's a there's a demarcation that I guess always comes up between whether there are people who are engaged in politics in Sussex County. Who, you know, it's a, it's a relatively conservative place for mm-hmm. the people. You know, they have relatively conservative representatives. Some of them have very conservative. Oh, like yeah. I mean, let, let's just put it.
0: It's th- like the South. They're
1: yeah. yeah. I mean, they're reactionary. They're reactionary mm-hmm. people. It's not. They're it's where not. Bob nice. Arlett came from. <laughs> yeah, they're not nice. Yeah. Um, but that's a particular constituency that may or may not be open to sort of uh, anything mm-hmm. do you find that you're organizing people who basically haven't been engaged or are you sort of uh, are you are you fighting the fight that I, I don't know what other way to put it, but like the people fight on the internet every day. Like you're fighting, somebody, <laughs> you're fighting on somebody on the other team. You never win that battle. Yeah. You're never going to, right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's sort of like you're spinning your wheels. There's, there's many other opportunities to sort of engage people outside of, outside of that.
0: Yeah. So I, I like that you brought that up. So there's different styles of organizing and one that I, when I jumped Head first into organizing, or just um, trying to get people on issues is this is a really important issue. We're all being affected by this. It doesn't matter your party, we're gonna come together and unify. And all we have to do is, you know, be befra- like talk and they'll be willing to be educated. And then no, it's a lot more complicated. You hit a brick wall, there's a lot of mistrust, there's a lot of people who have been disenfranchised. Um, there's a lot of brainwashing nationally with um, issues, and so what I really, and then there's also dynamics of people in Sussex County who have lived there their whole lives, and then this wave of people just moving in from D.C., New Jersey, um, Pennsylvania, Virginia, um, so uh, there's two parts to it. I think one, uh, which I enjoy is educating or working with people who are moving in there who don't know the issues i think that's going to be really important i was joking with someone the other day i was like i just need to get some of these new jersey like people that just moved to that get really hyped up like a good New Jersey mom cuz my mom's from New Jersey really angry just screaming at some of these republican legislators and really scare them you know We're like I can use like, that like <laughs> yeah. it's good energy like, i think
1: i can use that yeah
0: like uh, once people find out that they just moved into a house where their ground water has nitrate levels three times the safe standard of the EPA um and it's tw- i mean it's even more than the standard of the EU um, and you know there's cancer rates triple negative breast cancer is the highest in the nation in millsboro like these are things people are moving here and they don't realize and a lot of people from dc in these areas are more politically in tune Um, i mean it is kind of a weird where a lot of it's you know democrats um... moving from those areas they want to start taking action and then you have the people who have lived there their entire lives have had these issues Um, And nobody's ever done anything for them, so they're just so, uh, they just don't even care. So then trying to bring them back in as well. Um, And there's also a lot of people in Sussex County don't like them. They call them transplants, all the new people moving in. And then there's also the fact that um, there's just, they're knocking down everything and rezoning it for high-density zoning, so there's just too many people to even deal with so there's yeah different things yeah so.
1: I, I talked about that dynamic a little bit with 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 Josh and, and and I'm I'm not clear on it either because there's this talk and maybe you you I'm sure you have more to say about it about potentially having some new sort of state representative districts uh, in Sussex oh, County yes because of the not... popu- because of the popu- population growth but what yeah what I don't understand is on on one hand I, I feel as, as sort of as you describe that a lot of the influx is sort of uh, we'll say center left folks that are that are engaged a little bit that can't that are open to like a, a a story but then from what I understand the redistricting uh, or the or the, the the sort of cutting out of these new uh representative districts actually may be just basically handing a couple more districts to some of the you know, the most regressive sort of reactionary mm. areas. So I don't know how do, – do you have a feel for sort of the future of that kind of thing, like the technical sort of number of, of – what what that population sort of break uh, breakdown is going to be?
0: Yeah, so, I mean, it is very strange. You would think, you know, you picture the beach and it's, you know, surfers and more liberal, loose folk. But no, Um, the further you go down, once you get past Dewey – um, and even Rehoboth and Dewey, it's the representative there is um, Peter Schwarzkopf, who is very, very center, if you would even say. Well, we're going to do uh, This is
1: an editor's note. Uh, Peter Schwarzkopf <laughs> is an ex-cop. Yeah. And um, I mean, we're not going to be gratuitous and talk about it, but we know we know what that means. That's just a. It's not a dog whistle because a dog whistle is quiet and you can't hear it. I'm telling you that don't vote for ex-cops as as your representatives.
0: Yeah, it is a yeah cop uh, yeah cop to. Politician pipeline. But yeah, um, so the breakdown is it is largely, I mean, it's just been handed like past Dewey is all very conservative Republicans that have been in for a very long time as well. Um, And there just haven't been any challengers. What I find funny with the redistricting is um, when we moved, so we lived in RD20, which has, I mean, it's very evenly split. But it was redistricted. um, I can't remember, but I was talking with Don Allen about it. Um, When that was redistricted, it was supposed to give the Democrats a win. That's why they did it that way. And then it ended up making areas around it more conservative, like Georgetown. And as you go out west, because it's just poorer, um, that's also conservative. um, And it didn't work. And so they... There's this east and west kind of difference where everyone's moving out east, so they're thinking about redistricting it, um, not including the western Sussex into it. I think it has to be horizontally done instead of vertically going up the coast. They need to try and expand it um, to capture some of the western sussex as well if it's going to be redistricted yeah cause they're going to lose that funding and the wealth is all on the east coast and it's very poor on the west yeah i
1: mean i, I i'm fairly familiar with it to only be, you know my my wife is from the beach mm-hmm. and her family is from salisbury so i'm familiar with like the western part of sussex county just going into salisbury through seaford and Delmar. Mm-hmm. um but m- most of her colleagues and most of her her friends and, and family now live you know in Fenwick Island and on the, on the the Eastern part. Mm -hmm. And there is a, there's a huge, huge, huge difference. Yeah. And, and it's, and I I wonder how he, like you said, it really is coming into uh, decisions about, or just sort of imagination about how the best way is to, to district those. So everybody gets represented, but Mm -hmm. also, so we don't have these pockets of just, you know, regressive, hardcore Mm -hmm. sort of like, Holding everything up for people. Yeah, you know it's a, it's an it's an odd sort of dynamic.
0: Yeah, and hopefully it's done with people's best interests at heart, and it's not just kind of a political grab because it was tried before and it didn't work. And then now, um, I mean, you don't want to repeat the same thing over and over. And do we want to just redistrict so we win one or two more seats in Sussex? Is that because that's not going to be a good long term change? There's still going to be high poverty and um other issues in western sussex that aren't addressed if it's not done appropriately but yeah
1: i'm always i'm always suspicious like it on one hand certainly i agree with this idea that really the best the 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 best guiding sort of principle is that let's do this with everybody sort of in mind <laughs> and try to organize that way and we sort of understand that mm-hmm. but i i at this point don't think you can take politics out of anything mm. so i'm just like what can we do just to get our political power and help those people so i'm always but but of course i don't and this is why we're having this conversation i don't understand the um all the the, the, the details and the idiosyncrasies of every dynamic. Oh, um, me because there it's it yeah. seems, it seems always very learning. difficult yeah it's, it yeah. seems it's it's a it's a it's a very uh complicated it's a comp you know just like every political sort of situation whether it's urban or rural or whatever you know it's not a big population it's not you know but it's it's complicated
0: yeah it really is and i can understand why people are so worried about regressive politics because i mean you'll walk around parts a little bit outside of bethany and ocean view and people have you know Guns in their holsters, I remember seeing that for the first time down there and being like, What is going on like at a grocery store? So yeah, it's something that you yeah, uh and it's complicated, so it's kind of hard to get wrap your head around, but um <laughs> that's the the crazy thing about Sussex is just one town from the next is so so different sometimes uh you feel like you're in a whole nother whole nother area.
1: Yeah. What, what, is, is there anything you're working on specifically now that you're, uh, you're excited about?
0: Um, honestly, the Western, I'm not sure exactly, you know, it's just like in Wilmington, you know, there's uh, different, it's different in the West versus uh, like in the city, things like that. But Western Sussex doesn't have any real community leader organizers. They do. There there's definitely people there who are constantly contributing. They have um really great tight knit community, but there's they're suffering under a lot of I mean, what we're talking about regressive politics, there's a lot of people who can't afford rent and you go there and you just see dilapidated buildings and during the Great Recession, I mean Delaware the foreclosure rate was sky high. So there's a lot of development happening in the east and not in the west. So I've been um talking with people in Seaford really trying to get um, just some kind of groundwork done and specifically in schools because it seems to be that's where there's a lot of families and younger people there so they're very invested in their children and trying to work um, within Seaford uh, school district to try and implement uh, like Teaching kids about policy and actually having them do that in real life, um, like get a resolution passed by their school board. And since it's mostly immigrants, um, Network Delaware has their safe communities. So we've been uh, going back and forth about trying to get kids involved in writing a safe communities for that area. Um, because there's this strange argument that, oh, you know, Trump, two more years, and this isn't really an issue anymore, but it's still a, a huge, huge issue. And then you don't know what's going to happen this next election cycle and then hopefully that can build the next building that next generation of leaders
1: yeah i mean one of the things that we've harped on and here over and over again is it's not really election cycle based um, even if even if everything happens exactly how i would imagine it you know it's like, <laughs> a, like a dream idealistically yeah like even if if a dream scenario happens in in, in twenty twenty and you know and Trump's beaten and Bernie's the president and maybe we win, you know, maybe Carney gets beat or maybe this happens or that happens. Yeah. There's still like it's not that's not it.
2: Mm-hmm. That's,
1: that's, that doesn't solve it's a it's a part of it. It has to happen. Po- you have to make political gains and, and, and grab political power, but it doesn't that doesn't solve anything. That's just a part of it. Mm-hmm. That's like it's like understanding sort of the problem and applying pressure where you can and getting political power where you can but there's so much to do after that and ongoing and so yeah this idea that uh you know we can we can get we can get get Trump out in in a year and then everything's fine it's not true yeah you know, because, and, and yeah yeah i mean we still have we have state institutions that are the way that they are we have you know the 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 police to legislator yeah pipeline pipeline we have you know public private partnerships we have everything you know we still have the people that that think they need to carry a loaded nine millimeter to the safeway (laughs) um like that we can't yeah you can't look at it like although these elections are extremely important you can't look at it like that's the the point of of organizing isn't to win elections it's 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 to um it's. I was going to get very technical here, but I'm not going to do it. It's it's to build alliances mm-hmm. and, and and gain power that way mm-hmm. through hegemony. You should read your Gramsci, everybody. <laughs> but it's very important. Uh, That's why I'm I'm so excited about. I was speaking briefly to Tizzy Lockman last night uh, about the the Black Caucus in Dover, and you know those are. It's a group of people who you know they have different sort of different politics. But there needs to be sort of this solidarity with these folks and you need to build these alliances so that over the course of time, even outside electoral cycles, you can start addressing, you know, education in Western Sussex mm-hmm. County for just as an example, water and water in, in Western Sussex County, uh, agriculture and, and environment stuff in Western Sussex County. That's huge. Immigration stuff in Western Sussex County. Mm-hmm. Like I just there's so many important things that I hope people can look at it. Um, outside of the election, sort of this person versus that person. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: Yeah. And these are issues that don't just solve themselves. And I feel like um, you look to, you're supposed to look to your elected official or legislator in that way. But when you can't, then you have to start looking around you and seeing what you can do and I think also the first thing people do is they look around them instead of looking at themselves and be like, oh, I can do something. But then there's also, of course, tons of obstacles between not having the economics, not having the time, having a family and other things. So that's why Network Delaware I love, because we can help with the resources. And it's really about empowerment and um, uh, transferring that, that excitement and making people realize cuz you go to one issue meeting like water and it quickly leads to you realize there's other issues and that they're intertwined and that if say water's tied into um well pe- people's standard of living as well and um like housing and economic opportunity it kind of all ties in so you want you want everyone to do well. You want people organizing on another issue, even though they can't dedicate all their time to yours, to to have the resources they need and um, succeed, because then you succeed. So
1: yeah, I mean that's the Carrie Harris motto, right? All, all <laughs> our struggles are connected. She really rubbed off,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: they're con- No, I mean it's and it's true. It's it's. It, I mean that's the way that she explains intersectionality, which I think mm-hmm. is so beneficial because people hear that word and they like check out. Um they think it's sort of like a technical um sort of They think of uh, a crossroad. Yeah, or they think of like uh academia or they think of feminism or they think of like I don't know, people get these ideas in their mind, but all it really means is all our struggles are connected. So mm-hmm. if you if you're interested in making sure that uh, big agriculture doesn't poison your water, or you're interested in making sure that your the teachers and your school gets the right funding, um you know, all of these things, you can advocate for all of them. That's why we have organizers, to organize all of this together. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and and that's sort of the thing. It's like I hope people look at it sort of like it's not, it's not politics in the sense that people think of it, like running for political office. Mm. It's politics about organizing people together to get the power to have a democratic say in how... Mm -hmm. their life is, how their housing is, how their schools are, how, you know, how the environment is. And, you know, that's the thing that I, uh, you know, I'm so happy that you guys are out there doing this. And like, like, as you mentioned before, Drew is so good at sort of identifying people and places and being like, oh, I, I I know what you could go. Why don't you go, go talk to these people. And and so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very, uh, I'm not a hopeful person, but it makes me hopeful that People are thinking about this kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, um, and you never really think about it yourself. Sometimes it takes someone else to kind of recognize it in you, um, and yeah, finding that potential in yourself. And one, it's difficult when it's a long road, and you can't have like an immediate win and an immediate high all the time because it's really an uphill battle. And that's what where you really need to. Keep yourself energized and keep that hope, because if you lose it, it is a very quick cynical road, <laughs> and then you become a Twitter troll. <laughs> Let's, uh, Kirsten would kill me right now. <laughs> no. <I'm>, uh, <laughs> and Jamie, <laughs> there's nothing. There's
1: literally nothing wrong with Twitter trolling.
0: No, no, that's another t- side that t- needs t- to also t- get t- up. Twitter trolls
1: are important, just so people know About that we're fighting everywhere. <laughs> we understand. We understand. The internet's trolls. not real life. <laughs> But we also understand that we're not going to take any shit from anybody also. also so <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Margaret and I were uh, having a conversation about this earlier. Because-
2: Rob proudly announced he was like, I'm going to start trolling people now. And I was like, that's your entire internet presence. You don't do anything else.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then I, I read that and I'm like, nah, that's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is it
0: trolling? Or is it just calling them out on their bullshit? I yes. mean, what's the difference? Do you yeah. have, is there a difference?
2: um i think in my opinion it's whether or not you're it's how open you are to like feedback i guess or like maybe having a more nuanced conversation i think to me at least trolling is very much like shutting you down shutting you down like i'm just gonna say this and like i don't really care i guess like you know like what you feel or like i don't it's not really up for negotiation like you said it's kind of just like this is a thing i'm trying to say whereas i think like calling people out and i think it gets criticized for a similar thing i think there's a fine line is like you did something, I'm gonna make sure you know it. I think in my head, trolling takes it a step further when people refer to it and they just like it's like very relentless in a, yeah. in a very certain way.
1: Yeah, I mean I'm I could I could potentially be guilty as charged. I don't I don't know. I, I definitely think that what you said about um, like, I, I'm open to feedback. Like, I don't I can't really care about <laughs> that. But I, I also don't think that Twitter or the internet or like a blog or Twitter something. Especially, like,
2: Twitter, especially. Twitter, like especially. 160 character limit. I would say
0: I don't want complete strangers, like, every time you comment, trying to give me feedback about every ad. Like, yeah. and sometimes it's like I'll take feedback from my circle, but if someone's going to be like, oh, you shouldn't be doing I'll be like, okay, wait, who are you? Yeah, who yeah who are unless you? you're, I'm Why? a public figure or something. Everyone wants to have an opinion into someone else's yeah. life. It's like. A bit much. I yeah. think
2: Twitter also has this huge social capital of being, like, witty or, like, clever somehow. And you're 160-character <laughs> word limit, which is why I don't tweet much original content, because I'm, like, I'm not witty or clever.
1: Yeah, and I, and again, I, I guess I, I go into it, um, whatever it is, most of the stuff on the internet, I go into it, like, that it's not important. Like, I, I don't know that you're going to listen mm-hmm. to me. Half the people are, are, are anonymous. Mm-hmm. Like, so... I, i'm not gonna go like if you expect me to engage you in a way that i would engage you in real life or i would do it here then you're you're in the wrong place mm-hmm. um you know that's i make fun of people online all the time well i, I shouldn't say that i make fun of them here too but uh. um but a, but about like you know they always like get into these logic games like uh. oh that's ad hominem or that's uh, you move the goalposts or you this uh. is a no true scotsman or they think it's like a fucking math problem mm-hmm. i'm like no we're just it's arguing yeah. i'm just making you feel stupid like, yeah it's not you're, you're looking you're going too far into it yeah like the, our problems are serious and i'm going to try to address those in the way that i'm going to address them mm-hmm. but right now i'm going to make fun of you and, <laughs> and that's it Separated. and then, and then we're done yeah. So maybe I just, I guess I, 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 I look at it like it's the sort of the platform and I don't give it a lot of respect. So that, I, I don't, I don't know what that means, but that's sort of how I feel. That's about
2: interesting. It. And I, I almost wonder, cause you're saying like that you find, you think, you know, the internet it, like it's not real. So you don't take it seriously. And I almost wonder if that's like a generational thing, because I feel like for me, I've, I've always seen social media and like the way people interact on the internet is something could go either way. Like on one hand, I don't think it's ever going to replace, like, speaking to someone in person, and, like, I think there's just, like, a lack of nuance that comes across there a lot of the times. And on the other hand, I think, you know, people all the time are like, oh, the rise of social media and solidarity, and, like, um, look at the Arab Spring, like, etc." And I do think there is a phenomenon in, of, like, and a con- connectivity that has potential there. But there's always – and so I think for me, I'm like – in a certain way, the internet's very real. In a certain way, it's, it's very not. And I think maybe the way you see that, like – influence no I think people. that's I
1: think that's probably right like I I mean certainly I've used the internet for you know you, you write op eds I, I watch you know uh, YouTube channels where I get a lot of information about um, international solidarity international news and I I talk to people all over the world about news and and so that that I think is um very beneficial there's a material sort of uh, some there's something to that Social media, as a subset of that, to me, is, for the most part, a joke.
0: It does I, come I, into organizing I, at times.
1: That's well. Here's here's what I was gonna say for when I said for the most part. The one thing, <laughs> the one thing I think about Facebook, is for yeah. for organizing, mm-hmm. because I certainly do not, um, you know, like the one the one the 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 the, the perfect sort of um, example of this. Is the Arab Spring in Tunisia? That was the one place where it really it worked. Like they went from like an authoritarian government to a democratic government, mm-hmm. but that happened because one person was just sick of it and lit himself on fire, and then by social media they had a revolution in the entire country. So I, there's there's no way to uh, minimize that. Like I can't just say it's bullshit because that's certainly not bullshit. Yeah. Um, but I think the idea that two people are going to engage each other on a social media platform and like have an, a free exchange of ideas, I think that's silly. I find that kind of silly.
0: Yeah, that should not be your first method to try and have a conversation. And um, a lot of it doesn't even translate to real life. Um, when we do events or make events, we'll you know you share on social media but it's not like that's your one tool okay and now everyone's gonna come like you have to be out there on the ground and that's the main thing um trying to meet with people and talk with them we've had events where like two people have signed up on Facebook and then you show up and because we've reached out like 30 or you show up and 30 people are there and then vice versa um and yeah it's it's usually a pretty weak tool when you get personal. Like it doesn't get too too personal unless you already have that relationship with someone. Yeah, yeah you don't normally build one on those yeah, sides. I I think it that's a perfect way to put it. Like,
1: yeah. you know, it's it's a tool to do particular things, but you're mm-hmm. not it's it's it, it would be very rare for you to like build a relationship or like convince a person of something <laughs> that they were completely um, closed off to before. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's what kind of makes me laugh. Like, yeah, I mean, if you're on the internet saying a particular thing, you know, that I find regressive or fascist or ridiculous or gross, mm-hmm. like, there's really nothing, I could either not engage you, or I could try to mock you and and and, and in that way kind of point out the absurdity of it. But mm-hmm. I I I've never and maybe I've maybe I'm not in the right places, but I I never see somebody get engaged and be like oh yeah I, you know what I've never thought about
0: <laughs> and I'll just give an example oh I mean
1: I, uh, you know you're like hey have you ever thought about that? like, <laughs> like uh, you know Gramsci said we should be making coalitions <laughs> to build a, he- a hegemony you know and uh-huh. they're like fuck you soy boy you're you know you're silly so boy it's an Italian and they're like okay buddy all right yeah okay you, start you, a book club you can't and you stuff. can't read that's fine you're illiterate. We're we're fine, but yeah. but yeah, it's it's very it's it's not the platform for that
0: yeah definitely try create a book club do anything else Um, yeah I was just going to give a funny example anytime I ever post anything because I do have people who are on other sides as my friends um, but I don't really engage with them and I don't want to spend the time trying to delete them I don't think about it but I have like two people that consistently will comment anytime I post anything political and it's never like oh well your thoughts on this it's like this is totally wrong (laughs) and I just never you just ignore you go on about your day so you got to think about that. Um, yeah, at some point you got to <laughs> block out the haters. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, block them out. I just, I'm like, okay, comment. Like, I'm so close actually to DMing, to bringing it into real life. But we're so different on so many different issues. It's like, how do you kind of really get there? I've, in one of my history classes, it was, um uh oh my gosh, I forget the KKK who is, het, do, his, his, grandson, who switched. He was a white supremacist. He went to university. Oh, oh is but this then, the
1: guy, that He's so he's online now? What is yeah, this, Piccolini, he, Christian Piccolini? Is I, that the guy's name?
0: Yeah, it might be, but don't quote me on that. Okay. But yeah, he I, I was know, the grandson I know was, of... Um, I,
1: I, there, it, this could be somebody else, actually, but I know that there's a few there's a few folks that are doing organizing that they were like ex white supremacists. Yeah, so I'm not sure they're is. They're trying to
0: talk about, yeah, that mentality that they were in. And he said it took, you know, like two years where he just met with this Jew. He became friends with someone who was, um, Jewish. And then he met other people and he was, you know, thought Jews were, didn't believe the Holocaust or any of this, um, as well. And the, he, never really talked about it. And then he finally like told his his friend they talked and he would go over to this his family's house. And it was, they put a lot of effort in every single week. Like he'd go over and they'd talk to him and they'd show him papers and they'd be very patient. And do we have time for that to be? And is that really a good example of, that's not really organizing, that's just a very so, You have to try and think how are we going to bridge these huge gaps and that's just a radical example i'm not saying you know no i think it's important i think people talk
1: about it quite a bit now Mm -hmm. about people who see the difference i think and this would be interesting for you guys to talk about too like if you have someone close to you Mm -hmm. or in your family or like you have a reason to have a personal relationship with this person then you would perhaps take the time to be like you know it's actually very regressive and and you're you're creating a big problem here
2: mm-hmm. and
1: you can and you can take that time but for the but like you're that's not going to happen with an acquaintance or a stranger and i think that though your your time is better spent than organizing doing other work mm-hmm. you know because i just i don't see and sort of that goes back to the internet thing or the or the social media thing, mm-hmm. I should say. I, d- I don't see engaging a lot of those people as as as, as productive.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh- I think that's interesting because I, I have two thoughts that stem from that, which is, one, I think the that's an interesting example. And I think the point that, like, you know, you have to invest a lot in someone in order for them to, like, change their mind or, like, you know, just, like, recognize maybe problematic views or, like, very like isolationist views they hold and so like that family who convinced maybe this white supremacist that like you know jews are people who like deserve uh-huh. respect too, like invest a lot of like emotional energy there and like how to establish this like ground layer of trust that you need that like i think rob you're saying you need in order to like be able to have the conversation of like look we're gonna talk about these opinions and like in some way not take it personally i almost have this instinct that under gerza of like you know, sometimes, you know, there's this phenomenon people talk about all the time of like, you know, tolerating your like racist uncle, quote unquote, um, because on the other it's always hand, yeah. it's always, well, like, yeah. always the uncle, <laughs> I this, know, like, it, it actually is always the uncle, but there's a flip side of that, right, of like, because you have this personal relationship with people, they're like, oh, even if our politics differ, like, that won't change this, so like, we don't have to have this conversation yeah, then, which... Yeah, which like, if you think about it, like, it's kind of delaware I feel like in some ways, which like, again, I, yeah. What it, do you value? You you're value not, you're keeping not wrong the peace that. more well, I, than. I was gonna say because like it's such a small state. Sometimes you see people who value those personal connections, and so don't maybe challenge people as much, or like because because those personal relationships are at stake. It seems like, and again, like total disclaimer. I moved here six months ago. I have one of those people who you talk about, who kind of like are not natives that are like, so if, if I, transplant. yeah, exactly. I am a transplant um, carpetbagger. <laughs> so if I'm totally wrong about that, like that, I am totally open to that.
1: No, um, I, I actually, I mean, I actually think that that's, that's right. I, uh, I, th- I think it's a, an episode that's been released with Eric Morrison. I said, one of the problems with the Delaware way just in general is if you, if you challenge it, or you put up an alternative or you organize sort of against it, quote unquote, um, or you, you, you know, you poke it like you're poking the bear. There's not a – because the state is sort of incestuous and, and, and small.
0: Incestuous? <laughs> isn't it though? <laughs> yeah. Come. Yeah, I haven't heard it framed that way. No, that's funny. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean,
1: I mean, if I, – I don't know. I mean, I, I think that that's – I mean, obviously it's not literally true, but I, I think – that when you get involved in sort of the corporate end of it and the political end of it and the legal end of it, I think it very much is. Yeah, no, and and I th- but the, the 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 broader point is that if you do challenge the conventional wisdom, or you if 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 you want to do anything outside of what's predetermined for you, for like the, the politics is this, and you have to work within this mechanism, mm-hmm. um, you have nowhere to go, because it's so small. So I, what I said to Eric was that. You know, if you challenge the Delaware way and they blackball you, um, you have you're you're pretty much done. Yeah. Like, what if you're a Democrat? Mm-hmm. You know, ten years ago, and you said, you know, I don't, I'm not really in, in, into like, you know, letting business run roughshod over everybody and having uh, the the uh, Chamber of Commerce come in and, and write our bills and et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. If you're not into that, you're just you're blackballed and what i'm hoping is that what we're doing all of us will change that mm-hmm. and it will give people the opportunity to challenge that work outside of that closed system because that closed system is not is set up not for your benefit
2: mm-hmm.
1: like you're not you're not part of that um and give those people somewhere to go because i think right now they don't have anywhere to go
0: yeah and i really see it as i think sometimes um, I can just give another example because that's the best way I really like try and um, illustrate things but uh, when I was working on Carrie's campaign I had a really good friend well really good we were, we were friends um she was interning for Carper's campaign and she just didn't she was just doing it for experience and she didn't really care um about any implications that that brought with it or his policies and i think some people that are you know you really have to care and understand if you're going to be an elected official and um so if they really care then they'll realize that we care about making these issues better and instead of just black women be like oh they're just trying to make my life difficult or i think that there's really strange like look at progressives in delaware that we're just trying to you know shake everything up and we're not trying to help anything we have our own agenda and really it's you know we have a different way of how we want to fix things um and like you said it's an alternative um and if we can organize and get enough enough community support, I mean we've seen it before, you can really achieve great things and they'll feel more and more isolated. Um and it's just a matter of time really. So I hope so. <laughs> that
1: sounds, you would hope. That sounds good to me. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. especially since Delaware is small.
2: Yeah. I I've a question for you, Meg, I think, summing from this previous kind of few minutes of conversation. Because I think the reason why, like I personally admire your work so much, is that as you mentioned before, you do a really difficult thing in bringing all these disparate kinds of people together. People who've been there for a long time, such people who are recently moving there, who all live it sounds like in like small like towns that differ from place to place, or spread far apart. A
0: lot of emails. No, (laughs) I I, I was going to say
2: so. Like, what? How? What are the effective, I guess, concrete ways? I mean, this has kind of been like touched on already. In which you can effectively build community when you have kind of like literally maybe like physical barriers, like you have all these different kinds of people, um, and I think we kind of we've kind of touched on you know like maybe part of that is the nuance of like you're not going in with being like I need to change these people's minds, but like I need to unite them towards some sort of common goal. And I guess how do you emphasize that to people who are coming into this for the first time, whether they're people who've been there for a long time and haven't been engaged or are new and unfamiliar of like the common ground they share with people, I guess.
0: Yeah. What I always like to do, um, is, and thank you. Yeah. For thinking of that. It is really interesting, especially I love it when someone new is getting involved or they've been involved a while ago and now they're getting into it, but they're nervous. They're like, I don't really know. I haven't done this in a while. It's giving them that, you know, confidence and being like, well, um, taking it a step-by-step process with them. Um, And I always say, well, what made you get involved? I always wanna know, where where this switch? It's always good to understand some basic things and just be personable. Right now, I'm still actually working on organizing, trying to connect all the different communities and things like that. But what works well with me is just having that personal relationship if you have a personal relationship with someone there's already that that extra link where you know if I ask you to do something you know um it's not like uh, oh I have to do this it's not so business but it's like okay I know her she understands where I'm coming from then I can understand their limitations what they're willing to do um so that works really well and then the big thing is connecting them to one another so they realize there's other people you you know who want to work on this um and get make it get them to know each other if they can and make it more fun again it's difficult um doing that that's kind of like a side thing um but when it comes to trying to get new people involved it's like a two-way street you know it would be beautiful if like I could just sit in an office and be like open hours if you want to get come and get involved and people are just walking and it was like I'm ready but you have to like kind of pull people or reel them I know a lot of people sometimes it's a shock to the system we hear with 2016 you know or past events it's a huge it, it sometimes it just hits people real hard and there's also timing where there are big events, and then you try and grab people when they had that emotional response first. Um, so, uh, yeah, really just inter- interconnected personal relationships is where I start, but that's not maybe the best, most strategic way to do it. That's just how, how I've been doing it down in Sussex, because people really recognize community and like having those ties
2: yeah i was gonna say and I, I don't think i would disagree that's not strategic because i think that's always what it comes down to it's like being invested i think personally for all people and i think yeah. touching on kind of when rob mentioned intersectionality before it's like realizing what's personally at stake for you is also for so many others and people around you so i, I think that's incredibly effective actually it's bringing mm-hmm. something that seems really big and inaccessible to people to a very like intimate and concrete level, it sounds like.
0: Yeah, and always giving people, you know, something to do so it's not just, yeah, meetings and meetings, it's, you know, step, how am I moving this forward instead of just going around in a circle, you know, and giving them the skills, like Network Delaware does really well, um, is like, okay, well, how do you conduct a one-on-one meeting with someone new who, you know, just signed up on a website to get involved on an issue campaign or something? Because that's always the first, you know, the, the first step and it really is a lot more structure than people realize that it, it is and but you don't want to make it feel like it's a super structured meeting you know you still want that per, you know personal touch i'm a human being you're a human being like um and some of these issues really hit people really hard um so yeah you also want to be conscious of that and sensitive at, at the same time
1: um thanks everybody uh, I I appreciate you listening. If I can impart anything to you, if if you're in Kent uh, or Sussex County, if you're anywhere and you're listening to this uh, in the local area, contact Network Delaware. Talk to Drew. Uh, talk to Megan.
0: So, I can yeah. give our website, yeah. Do
1: it, do it. The yeah.
0: Network, DE.org. Uh, you go on there. It's a new website, so it's all fancy. Um, yeah, you go there, contact, and then you can just email us that way.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, it has nothing to do with elections. It has nothing to do with arguing on the Internet. It has to do with uh, going to local meetings with a bunch of people and telling them that you demand good schools, clean water, a fair wage. You want to organize with the union. And you don't let these regressive, I'm not going to say it, oh. these regressive folks that have somehow been democratically elected, we got to get them out.
0: Mm-hmm. And just to clarify, just because um, Network Delaware is a nonpartisan organization that doesn't support any candidates or parties, I said some things on here uh, that can be very separate from Network Delaware, very casually. But yeah, we really fight for issues. So um, let me let me tell you something. If
1: any have I've,
0: people showing up and be like, "Yeah, let's take down Republicans," I'd be like, "Well, that's well I down never said I said regressive. Yeah. I said
1: regressive rubes. <laughs> yeah. And if people, people think that those people are Republicans, interest. I look. I can't. I can't help that yeah, regressive ghouls and rubes. I never set a political party. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Then we can strike that for the record, but, but
1: let's, 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 let's be honest. You, you know who you are and let's also be honest. If, if you're, if, if you're listening to this and, um, you think that we're being partisan and you want to like complain about networks, uh, work and their, their nonpartisan work, um, send me an email at Highlands bunker at, uh, gmail.com highlandsbunker gmail.com send me your address and i'll come over and we'll talk about it that'd be cool because we're not going to have any
0: you're really good at yelling i'm sure <laughs> yeah yeah because if anybody
1: wants to play petty games again like this is why i'm good on the internet because i'll play petty game i love petty games i'm fucking great at them i'm the best like i might not do anything important but but the petty shit i can do Meet
0: people where they're at. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: that actually might be the uh, the the title of this episode. Actually, that meet people. Really yeah. Well, say,
2: I, I think this is. I, I know we're closed yet, but briefly, it's so ironic. You've been like, I can't talk to people. I just yell at them, and like, you should like communicate with me, but I probably won't talk to you. But I also host a podcast where I do talk to people. <laughs> I think you're contradicting yourself a little bit here. Well, you think, know what? There's I think a lot I of... should speak louder than words.
1: Well, so. you know what? There's there, there's a lot of things in this world that are contradictions. Uh, Marxists like to call them uh, dialectics, like you have to hold two truths in your mind at the same time. Uh, so if you, it, this is just what we're doing. Margaret just explained it. Megan just explained it. If you want to learn more about it, throw us $5 a month. <laughs> uh, thanks for coming in. Yeah, thanks I so much. This was fun. Uh, cool. Well, uh, hooray, hooray. We're going to get a be- <laughs>
0: podcast down in uh, Sussex. We have only a conservative radio station. Well,
1: you know what? This is available via the internet everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, for you guys in Sussex County, I'll see you this summer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alright. Left is best.